Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Good Fantasy Podcast. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Matthew. I'm Johnny. And um, yeah, so today we're going to talk about uh, fantasy movies. Yeah. Uh, we kind of did this last minute. We we're like, oh, well, let's do something for the podcast. So I was like, what if we talk about like our top five favorite fantasy slash science fiction-esque movies? Yeah, when, when people ask us what type of fantasy we talk about on the show, we tell them... Oh, the good fantasy. The good kind, the good fantasy. And yeah. that's why this is our top five list of the good fantasy. Yeah. Um, we each have our own lists. We haven't seen what's on yeah, the other person. We haven't prepped at all, like in what we're going to say or anything. I think something important, too, is to talk about... This isn't our top five best fantasy movies. This is our top five favorite fantasy movies. Yeah. So, like, if someone hears something that we say and they're like, what, this movie's clearly better than that one, it's like, maybe it is, but... I mean, this is our favorite. Like, Johnny's favorite, my top five that I would want to watch. I'm not saying that my five are better or worse than any other movie. These are just the five that I would want to watch. My favorites. Right. Um. So... Yeah, I agree with that. I think it's gonna be dope. I definitely have some s- something in here that might be a little, a little hot topic, controversial, hot topic, yeah. controversial. But we'll we'll see where it goes. Scandalous. Um. So yeah, I guess I, I can start it off with Go my number it. five pick of the list. Um, my number five pick is The Chronicles of Narnia, okay. The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. I thought about those. Yeah. So um, one of my reasoning for this is um. I number one, I think the Chronicles of Narnia, the movie, does one of the best jobs of showing a fantastical world. Yeah, because it's like, and it's not in like a cringy way. Mm-hmm. Because like, yeah, there's like a talking, what is it, a talking beaver. Yeah, and there's like, you know, centaurs and stuff. But it's not like a weird cringy mm-hmm. way. Like it's actually really cool, and the the scenery and the yeah. nature makes. I think it epic. even though it's a PG movie, I'm pretty sure it's not like overly childlike. Yeah, yeah. And, like, the story's great, and, like, it's not overly tried. Like, there's even, like, a dope epic battle scene mm-hmm. in it, not to spoil anything, but, like, I'm a sucker for, yeah. like, some epic battle. Um, and the soundtrack, too, fantastic. is, like, also one of the fantastic things. Um, I One of the rules that we have for this is, like, you can, like, if you pick something from, like, a trilogy or a series, you can't pick the whole series. You got to pick one specific thing from it. And the rest of the Narnias honestly didn't really do it for me. Like Same. the the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe was, I think, what Banger. was the best one. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's that's my top. That's my fifth. My number okay. five pick, I guess. Whatever you my, call it. My fifth. I'll go ahead and go. I know my fifth is on your list somewhere. I had to, I had to squeeze it in because another thing I thought of was, I was like, man, I don't want to have five of like the same type of movie. So I'll, my number five is Lord of the Rings: The Twin Towers. The, the Twin Towers? It's yeah. the Two Towers. It's the, the two, shoot, I don't even know the name, but yeah. <laughs> no, it's all I rem- good. I've only watched it once, but it slapped. It, okay? it is pretty dope. Um, I think the reason I like it the most is because it, it does have like the war scene, like the Battle of Helm's Deep and stuff, but there's so much like riding on it, and I think that's what makes a good battle sequence a good battle sequence. Even you could have like the best choreography, but if we don't know why they're fighting, if we don't know what's at stake, it's not as cool. Mm-hmm. And so they do a good job of telling the parallel stories between. Um, how they're getting ready for the battle, what's at stake, and then it flashes over to um, Pippin and Mary. Mary, I don't know their names even, but I just remember it was dope. But like when the Ents went to war, that I can only equ- equivalent to like the feeling I had is like if you're watching a soccer game, and in the 93rd minute your team scores to tie it up to go to overtime. When the Ents said they were going to war, I was I got up, I was like, yeah! yeah, like that that had me, bro. Um, 
Matthew knows I'm a big like druid person in real life and stuff. I just love like the trees and plants and things. Anytime we play a fantasy game, like my first major character we played in D&D together was a druid. And so I was a big fan of the ants just in general, but I mean almost like you could say in a way like compared to like modern movies, like Gandalf coming in with like the army was just so oh, yeah. like heroic. It was so you know the whole thing, and then I think at the beginning of the battle when like the elves come in to help, yeah, everything just built up like so like it was just such a well executed battle sequence. And I don't know that the whole movie wasn't the battle, but I think that's the highlight for most people for oh, yeah, that movie. 100%, like the Battle of Helm's Deep. And there's something about too the one moment that stands out in my mind is there are other movies that have done this, but when you hand a small dirty child a weapon, it's like that's the perfect way to show without saying like this is real like yeah if a kid has to fight for his family like this is life or death like it's not oh, oh man sure. just another fantastical heroic battle where the good good, good guys are always going to win it's like this kid could die oh yeah well like there's even like a, a scene i'm not if, i'm not sure if it's in the theatrical version because i've watched the extended version most but it's like they literally show a scene where there's guards taking a small boy away from his mother who's like crying as he's like being pulled away because he has to go fight yeah these like army of orcs that's about to pull up and it like it shows the true like yeah the stakes of and i that. think it it's a good battle scene too because it's not overly overly like unrealistic yeah there's a lot of sword fighting and bows and they blow up the wall it's not which there's nothing wrong with this but it stays true to like one aspect. It's not like all of a sudden they start shooting fireballs and using the force halfway through. It's right. It's like this is gritty it's war. It's very tactical. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I agree and There's definitely and it's further up on my list. Yeah. But that one is that that one's there. Um, my number four. I went the sci-fi route on this one, um, and it's kind of an indie movie. I don't know if it's like super well known. I did Arrival. Okay. Have you, have you I have not it? heard of it. You haven't seen it. Okay, well then I'm not going to... Well, I don't want to spoil some stuff anyways, but Arrival, I didn't know what I was going to expect when I went to watch this movie for the first time. And I remember I watched it on my couch with my dad um, in the living room and we were watching it and this was the only movie that I watched all the way through and the second it ended, I restarted it and watched it again. Dang. Like it is, it, it was that much of a mind blowing movie. Yeah, I don't want to like spoil some of the Does stuff it have, about it. Um, like now you see me type things where like there's a twist at the end that you're like, what? This was the whole time. Yeah, but no. So like the premise is these spaceships land on Earth. Okay. Um, all throughout the world, I think they're on like six different continents, I think, or whatever, and like each, and there's like one in America, one in China, one in Russia, one mm-hmm. in Europe, you know. And, you know, the military of these countries, like, go up to it, to each of their own, because they think, like, oh, the aliens are about to invade, Mm -hmm. we gotta blow them up or whatever, and um, the U.S. is kind of smart, and they hire a linguist from, who's, like, an English professor or a language professor Mm -hmm. at a university somewhere, and she's, like, an expert in, like, learning how to speak languages Mm -hmm. without knowing the, yeah, communicating. Something I'm not, you know, that good at. Yeah. <laughs> but she's like tasked with trying to communicate with these aliens, mm-hmm. and it's it's one of the, it's super cool. The ending, like I said, I it's the only movie I've ever seen where the second I finished it, I rewound it and watched it. That's cool. From the very beginning again. Uh, so that's my number four, Arrival. That's cool. That reminds yeah. me of a movie called um, Stargate. If you've ever seen, it's um, James Spader. 
So like Ultron okay, yeah, yeah, and like yeah. he's been in the office and stuff like that. That's one of his like first movies when he was younger. And he kind of does the same thing. He's like a language guy. It's almost Indiana Jones esque where he's like studied ancient Egypt stuff all the time. And so the government finds out like, wait, there's this like ancient portal to another planet and they hire him to like kind of come in and be the guy. Yeah. That sounds dope. Yeah. It's also it's never also heard of good. it though. My number four is a, is a pretty fun pick. Okay. It's a movie I'm sure everyone's seen, but it may not have made it up to everyone else's list. Um, I didn't, I couldn't pick the whole trilogy, so I picked one. I picked The Dark Knight Rises, which is the last one in the in the okay. series. Yeah. Um, I think it just raises the stakes so much with like Gotham being under siege for months. It's not just like a one time, or even like I think the previous movie with the Joker probably lasted over in total like less than a month maybe mm-hmm. it was you know like oh there's a heist and the heist scene was really cool and that's why like i almost picked it over over this one but it's just the stakes are so much higher when it's not just like oh one attack or one or two it's like the, like bane one like batman's in a prison and i think that's something that I, we just talked about with helms deep too it's like this is real like it's not oh the typical hero's gonna win when batman goes to prison like bane wins technically like it's it raises the stakes so much by doing that and um, I think like Bane's character was just so well developed. I think everything was pretty realistic and like how a town kind of goes to chaos when it's like it's almost like quarantine right now with COVID. Like everyone has to stay indoors. You don't want to go outside. I think everything about it, like the character development, and also like the music for that movie too. Yeah. And the ending I thought was just it, like the perfect bow on the trilogy. Even though we all wanted more, like the way Batman. Uh, like in air quotes spoiler alert sacrificed himself yeah but then at the end of the movie he like wasn't like i just thought it was i don't know definitely the best one there's so much great action but it's not overdone i, I don't know yeah. it's definitely my favorite out of the series De- yeah i definitely thought about putting that one on my list mm-hmm. but i i opted to put some other stuff on there instead yeah. but um yeah dude the dark knight trilogy but on i don't my favorite personally was the dark knight Mm-hmm. But I can see what you mean by having the Dark Knight yeah. Rises being because, one of your favorites. And that's why it's so, it's hard because like Heath Ledger, like obviously a legend. Oh yeah. Like the performance alone raises the movie by like five on a scale of one to 10 uh, immediately. And so, yeah, it, like that's really a tough decision. I just picked the Dark Knight Rises really for like, I guess the ending, honestly. And again, the stakes were raised. I don't know. Maybe it's because I've seen the Dark Knight so many times too yeah. that it wore out for me, but yeah, hard to pick. The Dark Knight tri- or the Dark Knight trilogy is also like one one of those trilogies that you can watch over and over again yeah. and never get tired of it because it's like so epic mm-hmm. and grand. Um, but yeah, I say that's a solid pick. Um, moving on to number three, uh, my number three. Is pro- I'm probably gonna get some laughs for this. Um, I went the nostalgia route. Okay. My number three pick is How to Train Your Dragon. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> um, I. <laughs> I love How to Train Your Dragon, right? You might be thinking like, oh, an animated DreamWorks mm-hmm. movie. It's, you know, yeah. like you think of an animated DreamWorks movie and you're like, oh, there's a talking chicken or, you know, something mm-hmm. that follows the character around and, you know, love saves the day or whatever. Like How to Train Your Dragon, bro. I don't know why. I, when I watched that movie when I was a kid and I just loved I just loved dragons. And I was like, oh, this is a movie about dragons. And I watched it. And it's like, not only is it so like, dope and like epic but mm-hmm. like there's that giant fight scene with you know the giant dragon at the end and um you know there's all these different types of dragons or whatever but like th- i mean the soundtrack's great too yeah but like it's also like just is it, who just, doesn't want a dragon yeah who doesn't want a dragon who doesn't want to be hiccup and mm-hmm. be the one that's like yo 
I know we were killing dragons, but now I'm gonna tame them, and yeah. they're gonna be like useful for us. And, um, I recently went through and watched like the second and the third one. I think the first one's the best one by mm-hmm. far. Um, yeah, I don't, I, I don't really know how how else to how, what more to say about it. Yeah, how else to defend that? Yeah, because <laughs> we know the, we're gonna catch we- flack. It's a weird pick. I'm just, but it's um, like it's the nostalgia. Yeah, pick. It, and it also brings up something we talked about last episode with everyone wants to be the hero a little bit or like taken away like there's something about an underdog story like you said yeah. with like hiccup and it's like oh he's like the one who wants to train the dragon like he wants to do that and it's different and then he ends up getting it and he becomes like the hero when he was just a hiccup like in a way his name is literally yeah. what he was in a way so makes sense i think disney does a great job i'm not even capping i was like struggling to think about what my fifth was going to be and i had all these different options and at one point i literally thought about frozen 2 so <laughs> i didn't end up putting it on there but i was like man Fro- frozen 2 was a good fantasy movie like there was like giants and stuff i was like maybe i put that on there for the laughs i don't yeah. know disney does a good job sometimes they do um number three is definitely my number three is also definitely a personal pick yeah um and this is what kind of like the whole reason I gave the speech of like, hey, these are just our favorites. Because I know that someone's going to be like, how did you put this above right. Twin Ta- or Two Towers from yep. Lord of the Rings? Like, But for me, like number three, I put Ghost Rider. The Ghost Rider movie, <laughs> the first one, I think a lot of people give it hate. I think probably part of the reason why I love it so much is just because Ghost Rider is my favorite superhero ever. Right. And so I definitely have like that connection. But I think casting Sam Elliott as Carter Slade, like one of the OG Ghost Riders, like on the horse is such a great choice with his oh voice like gosh. everything like his voice and stuff like I that was perfect i think yeah nicholas cage is like a crazy actor but ghost rider is kind of crazy in the, in the comics like he's he's like serious and he's like kind of depressed sometimes but also like the ghost rider himself when he becomes the ghost rider is supposed to be like crazy he's like an over, he's literally overcome with like a demon spirit or whatever so i don't know the like the fights are good in it even though the CGI doesn't hold up today, really, to be honest. Like, I've watched it. I watch it at least twice a year. I have to. <laughs> but even though it doesn't hold up graphically, the story, I think, is well-designed. It raises the stakes, and it's also kind of that zero-to-hero mentality where he's just a kid, his dad is, like, sick with cancer, dies, and, like, he grows up to be some kind of washed-up evil can evil guy. But then, all of a sudden, like, boom. He didn't ask for it, but, like, the weight of the world is on his shoulders. Like, he has to save the world. And so, he goes and fights the demons, which I think is so cool. Yeah, the whole the whole story, and also just Ghost Rider in general for me, is so bad A, that the the graphical, like, struggle, comp- like, in 2020, 2021, we're about to be 2021, like, the graphical struggle for me, it's made up by, like, the story and how the characters, like, are portrayed and everything like that. Yeah, I definitely thought about putting like a fantasy superhero movie mm-hmm. on there some so like i thought about batman um i thought about you know some of the marvel movies but i didn't end up i i didn't have the room for them yeah but like i can see as that that's definitely a personal one i mean you talk about yeah. that all the time we're definitely yeah we're definitely like we talked about in the first episode too superhero guy versus like true fantasy yeah i i literally struggled to not put five superhero movies on here i was like how do i differentiate <laughs> yeah um yeah, I get that. Move on to uh, number two. This one, this is the one that I'm like worried that people might get like upset about because I know it's it's very controversial. Interesting. Um, I put Star Wars. Okay. The Rise of Skywalker. Okay. Um, I did consider that. You did? Yeah. And then I'll, I'll talk about why I didn't and why I didn't in a second. Um, I I I chose it because um, number one, I thought it was nice. 
it was a great movie that tied a bow mm-hmm. on the entire Star Wars franchise. Like it kind of, it kind of, you know, Chewie got his medal in the end. Yeah. And, you know, uh, like there was just so many things that were like, okay, that needed to happen. Um, and like, um, I understand that some people didn't like it, and I understand why. Like, I don't really understand the whole like kiss at the end. Mm-hmm. But like, um, the when when the Armada pulls up, yes. Um, when uh the battle. Uh, on the ruins of the of the old Death Star. Yeah, bro, like that was in the watching that in the theater was one of the dopest. Yeah, the whole times. end sequence. Anytime yeah. they were on the Sith planet, oh was yeah. just awesome. It was so cool. I thought the movie started as a thrill ride and ended as a thrill ride. Yeah, off the rip, Kylo is slicing people up on the red planet to find the thingamajig, gets it, goes to the planet, and when you hear Palpatine's voice for the first time. All that was just, like, right off the bat, you're hooked. Yeah. And, like, I went I went whenever that movie came out and watched it. A week later, I went and watched it again and watched it again a week after that. So, like, I absolutely loved that movie. I, I honestly would say it's my favorite Star Wars movie. Respect. So, that's why I put it as my number two pick because it's per- my personal favorite Star Wars movie. But, um... I think... A reason a lot of people didn't like it was because the the new trilogy, like the last, whatever you want to call it, so 7, 8, and 9, just didn't take the route that everyone expected it to. And so I think that people still had the same expectations they had from episode 7 in episode 9. They were like somehow hoping that they would just change the entire script back to what people wanted. Yeah. And so I think we went into it with a very open mind and like medium to low expectations. And that's why it kind of blew us away. Mm-hmm. Whereas other people went in and they were already frustrated because I think there's a lot of fairness in what people say. Sometimes people say like, how did Finn not get a redemption arc of like becoming a Jedi or something and things like that. And like, I, I agree. Like I think it would have been dope for Finn to have become a Jedi or like at least had some sort of training, like right. wield a lightsaber more stuff like that. But I think you put it in a good way where it, it tied a bow, like on what they already had. Yeah. I understand that people might've wanted more or something different, but with what they already had in place, I thought episode nine just did a great job of being the bow. It served its purpose and it did it greatly. Like it, it blew my expectations out of the water because I had that small expectation of like, all right, this is just going to put a cap on it. Mm-hmm. I'm not expecting them to like blow me away. And that's why it did when it right. lower expectations. Yeah. So that's, that's my number two pick. Uh, uh, funny enough. Star Wars. My number two is also Star Wars, Ooh. but it's my favorite Star Wars movie. And while episode nine is up there for me, my my favorite Star Wars movie is still and like this is I feel like anytime you talk about series of movies like different trilogies right. and you pick one people are gonna like argue about it. Right. My favorite is still Episode Three. Yeah. Like I'm a I'm a huge General Grievous fan. Grievous is like my one of my favorite Star Wars characters. If I'd say my favorite Star Wars character, honestly. Like it was a disappointment that he didn't get to like be in more movies and he made it to the animated series though. That's fine. But I mean the battle between Anakin and Obi Wan fantastic yoda and palpatine fight like everything everything comes to a head in that movie i thought grievous was dope order 66 crazy but like i I also think too and i like want to nerd out for a second go for it if you read like the lore of general grievous it just makes him that much cooler he was like some dude on a planet who was like a great military general and like he was like out here killing fools he was like one of the best and then um there was some kind of deal between uh like the galactic republic and like his enemies, like his planet had like enemies and his planet didn't want to like side with people, but like the planet that he was at war with, like sided with the empire or the, sorry, the Galactic Republic. 
and like the Jedi came in and like helped like defeat his people, and so he was like, I hate Jedi's now, and that's like when the Emperor came in and was like, oh, so you hate Jedi's? Like, let me let me try and help you out, and then he slowly got more and more like cybernetic implants because he almost died a couple times and he was like wait this helps me like fight jedis like i want more and then the reason he coughs so much is because literally he's so like robotic that like his lungs couldn't take like the fact that he wasn't like half human anymore or whatever Mm -hmm. and i just think that's such a dope like they they don't explain it in the movie but i don't know it makes him so much cooler when you're like this guy was literally someone who hates jedi so much that he was like take my whole body off like make me a robot so i can kill jedi and that's that's and awesome and to me. He takes their lightsabers too. Yeah, right? and he, like yeah. that's that's so cool. Yeah. They didn't give him more time. Like he could have had his own movie almost, man. Yeah. But I yeah, I think that movie just was like, yes, like episodes one and two, I hear the arguments of like they're not being great. Right. But three, man, like the intensity again, like when that everything's elevated, like, oh my gosh, like Anakin and Obi-Wan are fighting right now. Like this is real, like Yoda's fighting. Everything right. just comes to a head right there. Yeah. For sure, my I, honestly, favorite. I agree. Like when I was thinking of my Star Wars, I thought of uh, Rise of Skywalker, and I also thought of Episode Three. I also kind of thought of Episode Two for a little bit, just because of like the dope scene with uh, Yoda versus Dooku, mm-hmm. um, the Jedi when or on the planet. Yeah. Uh, what's that? What's the name of the planet? Megito. Megito. I think so. <laughs> I don't think that's it. I don't know. I, I'm gonna look it up while we talk. Yeah, because you're um, going next anyway. Whenever uh, they're uh, they're in the arena thing and all the Jedi and you know Yoda yeah. pulls up with the clones and it's just oh, it's one of those dope, one of those dope cinematic moments. I think two gets a lot of hate because of the bad acting. Geonosis. Geonosis. That's the planet. Um, I think episode two gets a lot of hate because of the bad acting, mm-hmm. which I you Fair. know understand, but. The is that fight when Anakin so cool. and um, Padme are on like the planet? Right. And he's like, I hate sand. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's it's one of those. Um. So yeah, that's 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 funny. Both of our number twos were Star Wars. Yeah. Um. We'll go to number one. Before we hit number one, do you have an honorable mention that you want to throw oh, out? Oh man. My honorable mention, I guess, would be like I was thinking so hard about not putting Marvel movies on there. Yeah. And I like. What was almost my number five was Black Panther, would be my honorable mention, just because, again, I literally have watched Black Panther more than any other Marvel movie, literally just because of the soundtrack. Mm -hmm. The soundtrack in some of the hype moments of that movie slaps. Like, I love when they're fighting underneath the waterfall and, like, the music is so, like, tribal. I thought it was well put together. But then when they go to, like, the nightclub in Korea, it's like The weekend is playing in the background. The car chase scene is Kendrick Lamar. Yeah. That that hits, man. It just takes... If they had done their basic like violin score in the background for that movie i would have watched it once and been like wow this is a great movie and then not watched it again right but taking i don't know it again like i feel like i just keep using the word elevate like they elevate the soundtrack in that movie by being like okay since black panther is supposed to be a different kind of movie let's give it a different kind of soundtrack and yeah. it works so well yeah uh my honorable mention is a superhero movie it would be doctor strange okay because i doctor strange is my favorite marvel superhero because his stuff is like magic yeah. based you know like iron man is like a suit that he built yeah or whatever and thor's like oh he's just you know a literal god but doctor strange he's like a literal like wizard in a way yeah. you know he studies yeah and it's like 
that's dope. And then in the movies, you know, it, the swirling circle motion. Oh and yeah, stuff. yeah. I'm I'm a big fan of uh, big fan of Doctor Strange. So that that I, I just wanted to throw that out there as an honorable mention because I didn't have any superhero movies on here. Yeah. And I was like, they definitely deserve some love. Um, my number one is something we've already talked about, but I'm probably going to go into a lot more detail than Johnny did because I'm very passionate about yeah. it. Is the Lord of the Rings: The Two Towers? Um, I absolutely love this movie so much. I love this movie trilogy, but out of the trilogy, this is my favorite movie by far. Uh, I remember, like, I whenever this would come on on TV, I would just watch it all day. And now, like, I own the theatrical versions and the extended editions, and I would like watch the extended editions at least like twice a year, probably. The Battle of Helm's Deep in this movie, like like we were talking about before, the buildup to it, mm-hmm. it explains like why these tensions are so high or whatever. Like why are we? Why is this entire city, you know, going to um, this tiny little uh, yeah keep? You know, Helm's Deep. Why is this army, you know, coming to fight? And it's, and it's then, the the Helm's Deep is like the fortress that's never been broken. Yeah. It's their it's, last resort. It's the last resort, but like they have such a small army and like the buildup. Like I looked and it's literally 39 minutes of battle mm-hmm. in this movie. And like it's like a three and a half hour movie. So like 40 minutes, that, that's like a decent amount of time for this battle. But like it's so, it's like it's it's not i don't want to say historically accurate because it's like that's a fantasy thing yeah but like in terms of its tactical like like battle scenes or tacticalness i don't know how to explain that properly in words i feel you but like it's accurate like you know oh they uh uh they blew up the, the the first wall or whatever it's like now we have to you know get back further into the keep make sure we're protecting everyone the women or children are in the back of the mm-hmm. cave they're not fighting but all of us are out here and like like the stakes are high and like it's so dope and like it's such a it's such a t- like an up and down of like despair hope despair hope yeah like it's despair when it's such a small resistance of people and they just see this giant or and they know these orcs are like just coming after them and then there's hope when the elves of Lothlorien show up you know and they're like we'll we'll fight with you and like you see the sigh of relief and it's like okay we got this but then it's despair when the wall blows up yeah and they're like what is this we've never seen you know yeah. gunpowder before i was gonna say again too it's like that's the moment where you no longer are like oh man like this is just another movie where the good guys are gonna win because they hype it up as this wall is never broken like this right. is gonna be easy and then it breaks and then it breaks because it's like literally they designed a new weapon of war mm-hmm. not only was like this gunpowder new but like they were literally breeding a new race of orcs called the urukai and that's so dope to me i don't know why yeah. um and then there's hope again whenever gandalf you know pulls up with the riders of rohan and they're just like they just charge into battle yeah. and they like mow Dude, down the orcs. I love the Riders of Rohan for Dude, some reason. They're I just feel so, like they're dope. so cool. They're so dope. And then like at the same time this battle is happening, the Ents are fighting for Isengard because yes. like originally they're like, no, we're gonna stay out of this fight. We don't need to be in it. And then they're like, no, you need to like let yeah. take us to this side so they can see. And so he goes and Treebeard sees that like they're they're literally cutting down the forest and he calls yeah. all the trees he makes that sound and then like all the trees in the background start moving and i was like Let's yeah go. and they just all march up and oh it's so dope and it's such a great oh i don't know i just love that movie so much i definitely like uh the return of the king more than the fellowship and it's like up there with the two towers for me but i think the two towers is my number one movie like lord of the rings 
I'd say it's my favorite trilogy, mm-hmm. my favorite movies of franchise all time, whatever. franchise, whatever it'd be. Yeah, that's my that's my number one thing. It's so it's so crazy because we just had like this this defines who Matthew and I are as people. Yeah, because uh, my number one is obviously Endgame yep. for me, and it's kind of that same aspect where everything's been built up and then. The ending of the movie is only like the battle scene is only probably another like twenty five minutes or so. No clue how long it actually is, but it's what makes the movie because everything was built up to this one moment. Everything's hyped up, and everyone comes together too the same way like Gandalf kind of comes in or um, the elves come in stuff like that. It's like every everyone's finally come together for this one moment. All the ten years or so of Marvel movies, every person like Black Panther steps through the portal. Uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy step through the portal. Everyone right. comes back in. It's like, this is it. Like, there's no more, oh, maybe we're going to find out. Maybe this is going to happen. It's like, we're going to find out what happens now. This is the end of the movie, like, the end of the franchise. And so, I think, too, we were talking about, like, how, the, like, breaking the wall, like, kind of breaks the script mm-hmm. in a way. Like, it's it's not normal. Like, the good guys aren't always going to win. And I feel like in Endgame, I feel like a lot of people just expect it to just be like, oh, like, they're going to fight Thanos and get a thing and snap. Everyone's back to normal. But it was like boom they as soon as they like fix the gauntlet like the missiles come in now they're fighting again oh snap like what's gonna happen and so i think captain america getting thor's hammer just blew me away yeah didn't expect it to happen i'm a person too it's 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 important to be said like i don't watch trailers right and i don't use social media so i make sure that like i have absolutely no spoilers or expectations like some people go into movies and they're like oh i've already seen the trailers so i know we know at least this character is gonna be live we know that from the trailers and i'm like i don't know that like I don't, I know nothing. I go yeah. in completely blind, so everything blows me away. And so, I think just the fight scenes, like Thor, Captain America, and Iron Man, like fighting together, mm-hmm. is like the iconic kind of like most powerful. And I'm saying that with air quotes. Trio in Marvel, like they're kind of like the leaders in a way, because Thor is, quote unquote, the most powerful Avenger, and then Iron Man, and Captain America, I've always been like the leaders. So the three of them fighting together yeah. was dope. Spider Man taking the gauntlet to Black Panther, like everything about it was just so good. But I, I, I did this thing, and I wanted to mention this too, because it kind of works with Lord of the Rings as well, like with the movie you chose. I've been reading this book, right? Which is Whoa. a big deal for me, because yeah. I don't read books. Yeah. I've been reading this book called The Power of a Moment by Chip and Dan Heath, and it's like about why we find moments, some moments so important, and other moments like so dull, like we just forget about them. Like why, what makes a graduation such a big deal as opposed to like, I don't know, finishing a book and going to another one it's just kind of it's no big deal but when you finish high school and go to college it's like why what is it about that like psychologically mm-hmm. that makes it a big deal and so one of the things they talked about was psychologists call it like the peak end effect where if you have an experience like they talked about if you go to disney world and then you will rate out how your day's been on a scale of one to ten every hour and it was like let's say like 9 a.m it's like you're waiting in line it's like eh, it's a four you go to do this it's like a five you go ride Space Mountain, and it's a 10. It's like the highlight of the day. And then you go back down, like you're struggling to get in line for something. It's like a 3. You go to something else, it's like a 5. And then you end the day with buying Mickey Mouse ears for your kids, and it's like an 8. Mm-hmm. And they were like, how would you rate that day? It's like, well, mathematically, it'd be like a 6, because you had two really great highlights, but the rest of it was like, meh. But they said most people would rate it like a 9. And it's because your brain remembers the highlight and the ending the most. Mm-hmm. And like that's like what stands out the most to you. And they said that they did an experiment where... They had people stick their hands in this big bucket of ice, and they would just leave it there, and it was like really cold, and they do it for 60 seconds, they take it out, and after a little bit, they come back and go, okay, we're going to do it again, and they would make them stick it in there for 90 seconds, but they wouldn't tell them they were sticking it in there for 90 seconds. They would just tell them, like, all right, we're going to do it again. 
And then at the end, the last 30 seconds, they would change the temperature of the water from being ice cold to a little bit warmer. And so they were like, all right, if you had to do one of those tests again, test one or two, which one would you do? And almost 70% of people chose test two again, even though it's longer. And so it's technically more pain, even though the water was slightly warmer, but it's because they remembered the ending more than they remembered anything else. Like because okay. it ended warm. Yeah. They were like, oh yeah, we want to do the one where it ended warm again, even though it was technically longer. So there was more pain. And so I feel like for Endgame and for like Lord of the Rings, it's like, yes, the the beginning of Endgame, I would argue, like I'll agree, is kind of boring. Like mm-hmm. it's very slow build up, but the ending, it's like everything was worth it. Like that's the part I remember right. the most. When people talk about Endgame, no one says, oh dude, when they when they went to back in time to do that thing, no. When they talk about Endgame, they talk about Captain America getting Thor's hammer. Like yeah. that's that's the highlight. Well, like you could say the same thing about the two towers like that build up is so long yeah and like i i know someone who watched it and didn't you know watch it all the way through to the end and they're like no that movie was horrible and it's like yeah. it's because you just watched you know that part it's the ending part that you remember that's a really uh interesting like uh psychological thing that you're yeah. kind of talking about there but like the ending of those two movies are what everyone remembers yeah it's you kind of just have to get like patience to get all the way through it yeah and i feel like that's the way a lot of series or movies go like a, like a big series is like The Office. And if you ask anyone who's watched The Office about like, man, I kind of want to watch The Office, but I'm just not really into it. People are like, okay, well, what did you watch? Oh, yeah. you watched season one? Uh, you, let's just be honest. You might want to just skip to season three. Start watching The Office from season three and then it's good. It's like the beginning, I don't know, the exposition, the buildup is always slower. Mm-hmm. Some people don't have the patience for that. Yeah. If you put the time in though, the ending reward is great. It is, yeah. Well, that's pretty much... Yeah. That's what we've got. I feel like... These first few episodes or so were really just like an introduction to us yeah. before we dive into like other stuff. Yeah. Because if we just dive right in, people are gonna be like, Well, how would they think that? And it's like, Okay, well I know that Johnny's the superhero guy, like he yeah. like he likes Lord of the Rings, but it's not like his big deal. Matthew's like our music major, he's he's Lord of the Rings like all the way. It makes more sense, like and they see yeah. like our views. Yeah. I think yeah, I think especially like just in terms of like talking in front of a microphone, it's gonna we're getting comfortable with That's it. Also and then true. people are also trying to like Oh, who are who are these people that I'm oddly listening to? Yeah, right dude, you gotta now. catch the vibe. Yeah. Um, well, that's all we've got for this week's episode. We're gonna try and do these weekly, right? I would say so. Yeah. Um, that's it for this week's episode. I think we're gonna try and release them on Saturdays and or Sundays. One of the two. We're gonna figure yeah. that out at some point. Um it, share this episode, share the podcast with your friends, with your family. Uh we want people to know about it. We want people to listen. Uh, we're available on Spotify right now. I think we're going to get approved for Apple Podcasts and Google Play Podcasts this week. So stay tuned for that. Hopefully that'll start next week. We'll be on there. Um, yeah, that's that's all we've got for this week. You want to say anything before we go? Peace and love. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Peace and love. What did we say last week? We're like, this is going to be our outro for everything. Oh, dang. We did say something like that, and now we don't even remember. I don't remember. Stay fantastic. Stay so- fantastic. something cheesy. Yeah, something like that. Uh, stay fantastic, everyone. Yep. See you next week.